Welcome to the Vulva Diaries with host Dr. Amanda Selk, bringing you the 101 on vulvovaginal health. So hi everyone. Today we're going to talk to Dr. Jill Alberton, who is both a dermatologist and a dermatopathologist at the University of Maryland, and she's an expert in vulvar diseases. Hi, Dr. Alberton. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to speak with you. So today we're going to talk about both HCIL and differentiated VIN. So Dr. Alberton, what is HCIL? Okay, so I'm just going to go over what the acronym HCIL means. So it's high-grade squamous intraepithelial lesion. It's basically a precancer due to high-risk human papillomavirus infection, most commonly due to HPV-16. And there is a risk, about a 3 to 10% risk, that high cell, this precancer becomes invasive squamous cell carcinoma. And that risk is much greater in people who are immunocompromised with HIV, organ transplants. Women are more likely to develop high cell if they're smokers, too. Do the lesions have a specific look? Unfortunately, the lesions can have different morphologies. So the lesions can be varying in color from flesh-colored to red to light brown to dark brown. They can be small papules. They can be flat or be macules. Some of them actually look like condyloma and are confused for condyloma. And in addition, they can be multiple or they can be single. They usually are, though, confined to the uh, non-hair-bearing genital areas. And do they usually present with any symptoms? Like most conditions of the vulva, they can be totally asymptomatic or they present with the common symptoms of itching and burning that we see in so many vulva diseases. And how are they usually diagnosed then? So they're diagnosed by a history and a good physical exam, looking at the vulva and also the perianal area. You may also want to look at the inner thighs because that area can also be affected. And if you see a lesion that's suspicious or a new lesion or a lesion that's not going away, perhaps if it's been treated before, then it really needs to be biopsied. So biopsy is the gold standard to diagnose high seal. And then what's the usual treatment? With high seal, the treatment can vary. Most commonly people, if there are only a few lesions and they're not near critical structures, they'll be excised with very small margins. Sometimes though, when there are multiple lesions, people use immunomodulators such as amiquimod. Um, and sometimes people use laser. So there are a variety of treatments that are used. And often treatments have to be sequential so that treatments will be needed to be performed multiple times rather than just a single time. Do they have high recurrences? Yes. So HiSIL has a recurrence rate about 30%. And we know that HiSIL is more likely to recur if you have multiple lesions, if you're older, which in this context means that you're older than 50, if you're immunosuppressed, if you also have the vulvar disease, lichen sclerosis, or if you have HPV involvement of the vulva, the cervix, or the anus. So these women are at greater risk to recur. And do you have a specific way to follow the patients? 
I would see the patients frequently while you're treating them to make sure they're healing and if you're having them apply a Miquimod that they're applying it without complications. But once they're clear, I would see them every six months until they've been clear for a while. And then, of course, they need annual exams. Uh, They still need to come in if they notice something. And so that's all about H-cell or high-cell. What about DVIN? What does that mean? DVIN is differentiated vulvar intraepithelial neoplasia. And this is a precancer that we see in older women. And in this context, I mean older, greater than 60. It's a precancer for squamous cell carcinoma, but it's not related to HPV or human papillomavirus. So by definition, DVIN is HPV negative. The most common setting we see DVIN in is when women present with squamous cell carcinoma, they have an excision, you'll see DVIN adjacent to the squamous cell carcinoma. One of the things that that tells us, since we're seeing it on excisions mostly rather than biopsies, is that we're not good at picking up DVIN clinically or histologically. We do know that women with long-term lichen sclerosis, so this chronic vulvovaginal inflammation, are more likely to develop differentiated DVIN, and also if they're inadequately treated or not maintained on therapy, they're much more likely to develop differentiated vulvar intraepithelial neoplasia. There is a great a deal of effort between gynecologists, dermatologists, oncologists to be able to spot DVIN clinically sooner and also to diagnose it histologically before the women develop an invasive squamous cell carcinoma. Is there anything on exam that makes you think to biopsy it? Yeah, so you're always, so we always need to be suspicious and have a a low threshold to biopsy in a woman who has a chronic inflammatory vulvar disease. And, And usually it's lichen sclerosis. But these lesions usually present as they can be thick red, so erythematous or white plaques. So they're usually hyperkeratotic. Typically, if you use your treatment, so a topical steroid, and these lesions don't get better, then these thick plaques need to be biopsied. These lesions can also present as just erosions or ulcers, so non-healing places. So an erosion, a hyperkeratotic plaque, something new in a woman with background lichen sclerosis that is not healing with your topical therapy really needs to be biopsied. And the pathologist needs to have a complete clinical history, so they're very suspicious to look for DVN because DVN is hard to diagnose histologically. Yeah, I sometimes tell patients if they ever get a cut that won't heal, a sore area, or something that's hard that's not going away, they need to call me so that we don't miss some of these things. Yeah, better to be conservative and not miss even as it can progress rapidly to squamous cell carcinoma. So you already mentioned that these are usually diagnosed on biopsy. How are they usually treated? So these are treated with an excision. So medical therapy such as amiquimod are not usually used because we believe these progress to squamous cell carcinoma so much quicker and a much higher percent of these progress to squamous cell carcinoma as opposed to high cell, which is the HPV-related precancer. So they're completely excised and then the women need to be followed. And the 
type of excision really depends on how large the lesion is, if there are multiple lesions, and what critical structures they're next to. Do you think these patients need more aggressive steroids? Definitely. I would say in my practice, I see many more women undertreated with steroids than overtreated. I think that we as clinicians are also usually worried about the side effects of steroid and we end up undertreating these women and they end up with hyperkeratotic plaques or they end up with loss of the normal anatomy because we're not being aggressive enough. And that's our contribution. Patients are reluctant to use it too if they're asymptomatic. And as we know, a lot of women with lichen sclerosis are asymptomatic even when they're clinically have a lot of active lichen sclerosis. So patients often will discontinue therapy because they're asymptomatic or they just don't understand the need for long-term treatment of this condition. You talked about about a third of patients have H-cell recurrence. What about with DVIN? Is that also high? We believe it's about the same. It's still being studied, but yeah, the recurrence is also high. Um, And the older the woman is, the more likely that there is to be a recurrence. Do you follow these patients any differently than that other group or the same? I would follow them as frequently. I honestly would probably be a little more aggressive in these women because we know the lead time from them developing DVIN is shorter than squamous cell carcinoma. So I would feel more comfortable seeing these women like every three months. And I typically tell these women, hey, I'd rather you come in if there's any concern than wait. And do you have any big take-home points about HCLR DVIN? The take-home messages are, if there's any suspicion at all, then we're safer doing a biopsy. And that these lesions, although they're precancerous and not cancerous, they need to be treated because women do develop invasive squamous cell carcinoma, especially the older women with DVIN. So we, we need to be aggressive and on top of these patients. And we need to make sure they know they need lifelong follow-up and for lichen sclerosis and lifelong treatment. Well, I thought of one more thing. Do you ever see them together in the same patient? You do, but it's rare. So women can have both. There's no reason a woman can't have high-risk HPV and also have a background of lichen sclerosis that's uncontrolled that predisposes her to squamous cell carcinoma and DVIN. And it can be hard when someone has high-risk HPV to use the treatments we use, uh, the steroids we use for lichen sclerosis, because we risk making condyloma worse. So it sounds like the bottom line is biopsy liberally if you need to, make sure you keep following these patients because of the recurrences, and that the treatments really vary depending on the patient and the lesion. Yes, and uh, especially for the dermatologist, because I think we're not as used to looking at genital sites. You really want to make sure you examine the perianal area, the gluteal cleft, the upper thighs, in addition to the vulva, because if you don't look, you may miss it. I find they, they report the thigh lesions, our pathologists anyways, report them as Bowen's more often. Like it causes more confusion. They use different terminology when it's on the thigh even though it's really the same lesions. And then it can get confusing over who treats them when it's a gynecologist and not a dermatologist who did the biopsy. Yeah, and that is confusing. And I think we in the dermatology community still don't have a great awareness of high cell and that high cell and 
Bowens histologically are the same, but one is due to HPV and one uh, is chronic sun exposure. Yeah, it can be very confusing, but for the dermatopathologist and general pathologist, if you have anything that looks like Bowens on the behind, near the genital area, the legs, you really need to think, okay, does this look like it could be HPV related? And think about high silk. Yeah, it always gets hard when things overlap in the genital area because there's just so few dermatologists that treat genital area. And then the same way that the gynecologist, once it gets to the thighs, that's not our world. Yeah, yeah. And for the dermatologist, one of the easy things to ask is, have you ever had an abnormal pap smear? Because usually the women that have vulva involvement have, and they know, they just don't think they're related always comes back in all these vulva talks about asking about other parts of the body and other things people don't think about. Thank you so much for talking to us today. That's my pleasure. Again, that's Dr. Jill Alberton, who is a dermatopathologist and dermatologist in vulvar diseases at the University of Maryland. 